Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Captain Storm number 13, cover date May-June 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito, edited by Robert Kaniger, featuring Yankee Banzai, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Joe Kubert. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! <laughs> anniversary of the Pearl Harbor attack, Captain Storm hunts for the sub that killed his first crew. An enemy fighter damages a PT boat, forcing him ashore where he meets some new friends, a fighting devil dog, and an actual dog. Confused? Don't worry, Dr. Husband will be right here to help me explain everything. You are the sunshine, baby. Never you smile, but I call you stormy today. All of a sudden, that old rain is falling down. My world is cloudy and gray. You've gone away. Storm, oh storm, 
war comics now. You do? Well, I like this one. I do too. Um, oh, hey, where Hi. you been? Me? Yeah. Well, been really busy. Same. Yeah? That's why we had to miss two weeks. Sorry, two everybody. Want to tell people what we've been doing? Sure. I'm sure you know if you're a friend of ours, but I'll tell you anyway. So, um, well, first we adopted a dog. A little beagle named Junebug. Junebug. But we had to drive to South Carolina to get her. Yes. So that took up some time. Yeah. We got, we adopted... Uh, we adopted both of our dogs from Harris Q organizations. So um, Junebug, uh, we happened because we had friends down south. That's how we found Junebug. And there are no rescue organizations near our home. That's a lie. <laughs> there actually are many. No, but, but we had looked at one close to us. Yes, but we just, you know... When you know, you know. Right. It's right. So that was two weekends ago. And then last weekend... Yes. We went to your... My... High school reunion. High school, I think you'll find it's pronounced. Okay. Um, yeah, that was fun. It was a blast. I had a good time. And Until we, I got that lap dance. Right, right, right. Um, and then we planned uh, a trip with my sisters. Mm-hmm. It's all family. Uh, we stayed with family. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Well, you're someone's uncle. Right, right. Um... So here we are back again with Hi, our everyone. favorite peg leg PT boat skipper, Captain Storm. Captain Storm. Um, delivering a TNT birthday card to a Japanazi. This is a great cover. <laughs> yeah, it's great. By Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the cover, Captain Storm is punching a Japanese naval officer. Simultaneously, the Japanese naval officer is punching him, and they're both hanging on to an anchor, which yes. is being hoisted up onto the Japanese ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like everything about it. The color scheme, the uh, foreshortening of the anchor on the chain. Yeah? Foreshortening, you're calling it? Mm-hmm. Foreshortening? Foreshortening. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. It's an artistic technique developed in the Renaissance, where you... Uh, you might call it perspective. Okay, yes. Where you can see the anchor receding into the distance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you would know that because you were initially accepted into college as an art major. Correct, and I spent many an afternoon drawing superheroes in my youth. <laughs> it's a shame that you couldn't do that and get your art degree. Is it, though? Okay. I just decided to go into something steadier, like music. Well, you ended up settling on English for that first degree. Right. Yeah. Um, none of which has brought me any sort of fame or fortune. Yet. But I'm happiness? Young, but happiness, yes. Sure. Years and years of happiness. <laughs> that does not sound the least bit convincing. Inside we have Yankee Bonsai, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Joe Kubert. Have we talked about Joe Kubert much? I don't know. They well, all sound the same to me. Joe Kubert. Uh, was born in 1926 and died in 2012 on August 12th, my birthday. <gasps> that is your birthday. Mm-hmm. You are a Leo. Polish-born American comic book artist, art teacher, and founder of the Kubert School. Mm-hmm. Best known for his work on the DC Comics character Sergeant Rock. Well, that's what we're reading. And No, it isn't. Aren't we? Captain Storm. Oh, I'm sorry. Sergeant Rock. Sergeant Rock is army. Captain Storm is No, well, doesn't Sergeant Rock appear later on? Uh, I see where you're confused. No. Yes. No. We'll get to that. I, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. 
Sergeant Rock okay. and Hawkman. He's also known for working on his own creations, such as Tor, the caveman, and the Viking prince. And uh, two of Kubert's sons, Andy and Adam, themselves are recognized comic book artists, as are many of Kubert's former students, including Stephen Arbisset, Amanda Connor, Rick Veach, Eric Shanauer, we've met him, Steve Lieber, and Scott Collins. Great. You're, you're, you're blinking at me in disbelief. When you said we've met him, we, Eric I mean, we've discussed we his met. work. Uh, no, Eric Shanauer we met. We met personally? Yes. He drew um, those Oz graphic novels, and he drew that pinup of Zatanna that you liked, and that's what that's he signed for you. right. From DC Who's that Who. That was a million years ago. It was a really long time ago, at least 15 years. Was that in Orlando? Mm, was it? No, in I Miami? think it was here. I think it was DC. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, currently he's working on Age of Bronze, which is a graphic retelling of the Trojan War, which yeah. is excellent. I love it. Check it out. Wow. What a small, wonderful world we live in. And also a great big giant world, which has <laughs> comics full of war heroes. Yes. So this is a fantastic story. We get Captain Storm's origin story mm-hmm. and a glimpse at his future. I'll get to that later. Okay. Um, So Captain Storm, as you recall, uh, is a PT boat skipper. Yes. PT, of course, stands for a patrol torpedo. Mm -hmm. Um, Little wooden ships that would zip around the Pacific looking for Japanese subs and Mm -hmm. torpedo them. Yes. And uh, Small, easy, facile, easy to move. Captain Storm has a prosthetic leg. Yes. Made of wood, just like his ship. So on the splash page, we have uh, Captain Storm rat tat tatting his machine gun at some. I'm assuming uh, at some planes. Yeah, yeah, because it's 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 Pearl Harbor Day, right? Okay, um, which is the origin of Captain well, Storm, right? So his 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 origin starts on December seventh, nineteen forty one. Yes, when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. There were over a hundred um, pilots that came from Japan and uh, damaged. Um, Nearly 20 naval vessels, 300 airplanes. There were 2,400 Americans killed, and over 1,000 were wounded hmm. at the attack on Pearl Harbor. And the day after that, Franklin Delano Roosevelt asked Congress to declare war on Japan. So that was his origin, Captain Storm. Well, because he was, uh, that's how he lost his leg. Mm-hmm. And he uh... swore vengeance. Oh, wait, that's not how he lost his leg. I'm sorry. I'm so confused. No, he's going to lose his leg on the PT boat right. after Pearl Harbor. So after Pearl Harbor is when he volunteers for the PT boat. Yes. And he gets his crew all together, and they set out to destroy the enemy, and then this giant shark-faced submarine yeah. pops out of the ocean and yeah. splits his boat in two, and that's how he loses his leg. Right. And his whole crew dies. Yeah. Womp, womp. It's terrible. Um, so he goes to Pearl Harbor, back to Pearl Harbor to get some physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Also known as PT. Yes. Coincidentally enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was then though, right? I, yeah, I don't know. No. Who can we ask? Uh, because PT is usually physical training. Oh. Yeah. Like you go to, you when you go in the military, when you work out, you're going to PT. Well, I wouldn't know because I have never worked out. Um, 
So he's determined to prove that a guy with a wooden leg can still fight if Doug Bader proved it in the RAF. Mm -hmm. So can he. What do we know about Doug Bader? I don't... It didn't seem unfamiliar to me. Really? It did me, so that's why I Googled it. Okay. Group Captain Sir Douglas Robert Stuart Bader was a Royal Air Force flying ace during the Second World War. He was credited with 22 aerial victories, four shared victories, six probables, one shared probable, and 11 enemy aircraft damaged. Hmm. Bader joined the RAF in 1928 and was commissioned in 1930. In December 1931, while attempting some aerobatics, mm -hmm. he crashed and lost both his legs. Oh, my God. Having been on the brink of death, he recovered, though, ever, however, and retook flight training, wow. passed his check flights, and then requested reactivation as a pilot. He retook flight training after having lost both his yeah, legs? Yeah, yeah. Or, or did he lose a portion of his legs, does it say? It just says both legs. There's no way he could Lost have... both his legs. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm sure he must have had a stump of right. some kind. Yeah. Uh, although there were no regulations applicable to his situation, he was retired against his will on medical grounds. But after the outbreak of the Second World War in 1939, he returned to the RAF and was accepted as a pilot and scored his first victories over Dunkirk. Way to wow. knock it out of the park, first try. Uh, and uh, in 1941, he bailed out over German-occupied France and was captured. Soon met and befriended by Adolf Galland, a prominent German fighter ace. Wow. Uh, despite his disability, he made a number of escape attempts and was eventually sent to the prisoner of war camp at Kolditz Castle, remained there until April 1945 when the camp was liberated by the first United States Army. Wow. Mm-hmm. What an incredible story. Uh, he left the RAF in 1946 and resumed his career in the oil industry during the 1950s. A book and a film, Reach for the Sky, chronicled his life and RAF career to the end of the Second World War. I wonder if that's a Turner Classic movie, Reach for the Sky. It must be. We should watch it. Reach for the stars because the stars don't have arms to reach down for you. Nor do they care. Like they always say. <laughs> um, <laughs> the stars don't care. They're so far away. So I'm assuming that that would have been in people's consciousness that they name-dropped him. Uh, yes. In 1966. Yes. Nice little dive there, Bob. Thanks. I really did my research this week. I'm glad. After I learned that other podcasters do a lot of research before they record instead of just turning the mic on. Oh, is that something you just learned? Well, yeah. Really? I mean, I knew it somewhere in the back of my head, probably, but oh. uh, you know how lazy I am. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to disagree with me. I mean, I would have said, oh, no, you're not lazy. But then it wouldn't have sounded convincing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you're not fat either. Oh! I love Finally, that. he convinced the brass that he was able to return to duty on the PT boat. And he uh, went out on patrol. What page are you on, please? Oh, sorry, four. All right, I'm with you. And uh, I love these drawings. Yeah, I love them. Look at that great drawing at the top there. See the the um, the guy pointing out the sub in the distance mm -hmm. uh, because it's on the surface recharging his batteries. And see how he you can see his hardware in his in his leg. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, that's funny. I always kind of thought that he just had literally a peg like Long John Silver. But Did he, we see him in another comic where he got his foot stuck in the, in the deck? Yes. <laughs> right? 
Yes, because it was just a pig, right? Right, just exactly. I was, I was reluctant okay. to say that because I was thinking, oh, I don't remember him, and maybe it was a different war comic. No, there's only one pig like P.T. Boat Captain. Okay. And that's Captain Storm. Yeah. So his uh, little P.T. boat gets attacked here. He shoots a missile. While his boat is hanging in the air, he orders a missile to be fired. And his gambit works. Mm -hmm. The Japanese sub is blown up. Oh, we forgot to mention. Yeah. He's been searching for this shark face sub that... Yeah, it has like the it has a face of a shark painted on it. Um, and it wasn't... So this sub that he sank was not the shark no. face sub. But and it's also not December 7th. He's vowed to... We've forgotten the entire narrative. Okay, let's just back up just yeah. a little bit. Uh-huh. Because this is important because it will happen at the conclusion of right. the story. So we're going to back up to page two. Okay, mm -hmm. and or rather page three, right before he's going in for his physical therapy. Okay, um, and that is that you did mention that his PT boat was attacked by a submarine, but it was specifically a shark-faced submarine, and right? it was also specifically one year after Pearl Harbor to the day on December seventh. Right, and so he, and he said, and and he lost his entire crew. Yep. He was the only person left. Yep. And he said, "I've got to prove that I'm uh, that a guy with a wooden leg can still fight." And so um, I'm trying to look for his. He swore that um, I've got to prove a point. Yeah, I've got to prove a point. I'm prove a guy with a wooden leg can still fight. So that will bring us back over to this attack. The next page over on page four, he does attack a submarine uh, and and sinks it, but it's not that submarine, and it's not December seventh. Yeah. Um, I have to say that I only know this having finished the comic. It's not very clear here in the narrative that that's exactly what's going on. Right. Do you remember you asked me, you said, what do you think about it? And I said, it can be a little hard to follow it mm -hmm. sometimes because he's sort of flashing back and flashing forward and such. Also, um, I want to point out if you're on page five. Um, yeah. The, is it Alfred E. Newman, one of his, uh, with blonde hair? One of his <laughs> <laughs> going, wowee! Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's not an attractive yeah. crew. No. I do like the drawing, uh, uh, the artwork at the bottom right-hand panel. I always love... It reminds me of Aquaman. Okay. Yeah. I always love Joe Kubert's eyes, because they all his heroes have these just sunken, war-weary eyes. Yeah. Even Hawkman. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, dogs, don't come in here and start growling We're going to have to pause it if you guys start messing around. So, uh, here's his vow. If we ever get out of this storm alive, I'm going to throw that surprise birthday party. In right. Quotes. And somehow, it's got to be on the right day, and the right target is the sub with the tiger shark painted on its prow, which, which murdered, murdered my, my first, first command. command. Um, anyway, they put into this beach for repairs. Right. Because there was a typhoon, which is a hurricane. Right. right. So uh, a Japanese Zero sees them on the beach and comes in hot, guns ablaze. Mm -hmm. um, they fire back with their pistols. Everything they have. And, um, and they, that's the end of part one. That's <laughs> the end of part one. Yeah. Um, He's got uh, quite an impressive body there, doesn't he? Yeah. But it's kind of that... Hey, dogs! Shh. It's kind of that look of like uh, 
like when you see pictures in Life magazine of soldiers and you could tell that they haven't been eating well. Yeah, he looks emaciated. They're muscular, but not fed. War weary. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you want to pop on over to some more? Yes, here we go to part two. The conclusion of Captain Storm and Yankee Yankee Banzai. So uh, the Japanese Zero is coming in for the kill Mm -hmm. on the beached PT boat. Mm -hmm. When all of a sudden out of the underbrush comes uh, two Marines and a dog. Do you know who yeah. they are? Who they are? Yeah. No, I don't. Well. Yeah. Rob. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. It's Gunner and Sarge. And Pooch. Okay. Now, those are titles. Those are not their names. Okay. Uh, the May 1959 issue of Our Fighting Forces. Yes. Introduced a pair of Marines, a sergeant and a private, working together, but otherwise alone. Okay. Somewhere on an island in the Pacific. Oh. Their names were never given, possibly to emphasize an everyman aspect to them. Okay. And their introductory story was written by editor Robert Kaniger. Ah. Four issues later, mm-hmm. they picked up with a German shepherd who also wasn't given a name, though it later turned out the dog's name is Billy. But like the others, was addressed only by his function in the team, Pooch. Pooch. Um, Say that again, Bob. Pooch. <laughs> Uh, so Gunner and Sarge had a series of adventures with mm-hmm. Pooch. Okay. Uh, remind me to come back to Pooch. So they're having a this... cameo in this. Yes. Yes. Um, now, later on in time, in GI Combat number 138, mm-hmm. the haunted tank rescues Gunner and Sarge. Never mind that the haunted tank is in Europe and Gunner and Sarge are on this island in the okay. Pacific. Um, they rescued Gunnar Sarge, Captain Storm, uh-huh. Johnny Cloud, the Navajo Aches, who we recall from episode 62. Okay. And, uh, they all together, minus the haunted tank, uh-huh. become a group called the Losers. Because of the guess they had lost their solo features. Okay. So Captain Storm, Gunner Sarge, and Johnny Cloud Navajo Ace. What about the dog? The dog doesn't appear really in okay. the losers. Pooch's. Um, this is, in fact, Pooch's last Silver Age appearance. Oh, no. Yeah. So he doesn't die. No, he doesn't die. Yeah. He just kind of... It's kind of like... Uh, who's that brother on Happy Days? Chuck? Chuck Cunningham? The oldest brother? Oh, he just... He just disappeared. Disappeared. Nobody, nobody ever talked about him again. Okay. Um, so, yeah, then the Losers had a series of adventures up until I wrote it down. Well, they start in Our Fighting Forces number 121 and go through number 181 in 1978. Now, this research that you've done, uh-huh. is this supposed to impress listeners? I don't know why. Does it make you sound like you've done more preparation? Well, I have done more preparation. I know, but is that important to listeners? I don't know. Who cares? Oh, okay. Um, It's important for context because anyone that's interested enough to listen to this probably has heard of the losers. Oh, okay. And might be interested to know how they came to be. Okay. Uh, Several years later, the losers were killed in connection with DC's big crossover series, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. They died doing what they loved. Uh, Gunner was later brought back as a cyborg made from a reanimated corpse in the Creature <laughs> Commandos. So, now Pooch, real name Billy, mm-hmm. has a litter mate mm-hmm. named Rex. Okay. 
Rex the Wonder Dog, who had 46 issues of his own comic from 1952 to 1959. I bet Rex and Pooch's parents were so proud of them. Sure they were. Rex and Pooch were born into the Canine Army Training Corps just before the United States entered World War II. What's wrong over there? Oh, I can't. My leg. I've got RLS. Rex distinguished himself in WW2 and Korea. Oh. And earned a Medal of Valor. When his original master was pronounced missing in action, Rex was shipped stateside to live with the Dennis family, where he and little Danny Dennis would travel the world, visit interdimensional prehistoric places, that kind of thing. Are you kidding me? No. Eventually, the years and adventures began to take their toll on poor old Rex. So, he and Bobo the detective chimp drink from the fountain of youth, and all's well. Rex is still kicking. So's detective chimp. (laughs) <laughs> you're just staring at me with your mouth I just hanging can't open. believe there's something called Detective Chimp. Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not kidding you. No. Detective Chimp was the backup feature in Rex the Wonder Dog comics. Oh, my God. And now he's a magician. Oh, and he, stop it. Does he have a wife and kids? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Probably. He was uh, Dr. Fate for a while. He wore the helmet of fate. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And he's a good detective. And a chimp. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Gunner and Sarge arf, arf. rescue Captain Storm. And since the boat is still uh, in dry dock, mm-hmm. Captain Storm decides to head off with Gunner and Sarge to patrol this island, which right. I guess is all that Gunner and Sarge do, is just hang out on this island and look for Japanese soldiers. Do Gunner and Sarge have any like supplies or backup? or? Um, well, they have a dog. Okay. And um, they have those big belts. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess they have like food in their belts and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So he joins them to patrol the island and get some Japs. Yeah. Now they see some uh, scare. Well, they get fired upon. Mm-hmm. And they're about to fire back. But Pooch... Uh, has some kind of secret signal that he gives to Gunner and Sarge. Right. Which says, nope, nope, don't do it. Nope. Um, so they all play dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pattern of sniffing that Pooch uh, notifies them when to fire and when to move. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds something like this. That's for no. Mm-hmm. That's a yes. <laughs> Two for no, one for Yes. So they're about to fire into the trees, but then they see that it's just stuffed scarecrows hanging from the trees. Right. They were going to, the scarecrows were going to lure their, draw their fire, and then the Japs would know where they were. Exactly where they were, and then they would attack them. So the scarecrows are being lowered or or sort of suspended from the trees by actual Japs. So what they do is they they lay down, they lie down in the field, and they wait until the Japs feel like, oh, we might have shot them. Uh, and they're lying down because they've been shot. Yep. And the Japs jump out of the trees, and immediately the Americans spring into action and get into a good old fashioned fish fisticuffs. Oh, hey, by the way, yeah, it's uh, September twenty first as we tape. Uh huh. It's National Punch Day. <laughs> and like drinking punch? I'm not sure if it's drinking punch or actual punching. Okay. But it's also uh, Batman Day, so oh. okay. could be actual punching. Yeah, I think it probably is. Or punch, because he's a millionaire. He serves punch at his fancy parties okay um anyway the japs get punched out mm-hmm. the end no it's not really the no, end there's no, so much no, more to no, come no. yeah um 
Captain Storm thinks the patrol is over, mm -hmm. but looks like Sergeant Gunner are ready to keep going. Yep. Um, they get fired on again. This time by uh, uh, what they call a pillbox. Is that right? what they call it? A pillbox roof. It's a. Oh. It's it's like a. Um, it's a box. It's a box top in the ground. Of, like the top of a tank without wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's buried in the ground, and that's where the Japs are hiding to fire on Americans. And so they continue fighting, um, but they're kind of, it's really hard to do that for where they are. Right. Um, so out of the jungle comes, comes another Marine. Yeah. Who tosses a grenade into the pillbox. From behind of the pillbox. Right, right, right. From a different position. And saves them all. Yep. Kills the guys inside. As we approach the Marine standing amidst the swirling smoke, we realize it is Lieutenant Rock. Lieutenant Rock. Yeah, but not Sergeant Rock. Remember Lieutenant Rock from episode four, Fighting Devil Dog? Yeah, kind of. It's Sergeant else... Rock's brother. Oh. Larry Rock. Right. Yes. I know that was a long time ago. It was a long time But he's the guy that's got a piece of shrapnel in his head, and it makes him see red when he goes to attack the Japs. Yeah. Um, and his, I mean, that will probably at some point kill him. Right. Yeah. That's why he fights without fear, because he knows he's going to die from the shrapnel in his head. Yep. Uh, so he just leaves with a wave. Mm -hmm. Bye. I'm going to go kill more Japs. Um, this I also... Th By the way, I'm using the word Japs just... Right, of course. Because yes. we're talking about this period comic. Um, I think this is also the last time we see fighting Devil Dog in comics. Okay. So... Don't know if he ever died or not. Yeah. Anyway, back at the PT boat. <laughs> yeah. It's seaworthy by the time they got back from patrol. Good. So Captain Storm just leaves Gunner and Sarge there on the beach. And Pooch. And Pooch, where I guess they just stay on this one island and patrol it. That's their job. I guess. I never read any Gunner and Sarge stories. Mm -hmm. um, and we won't either because they're not going to appear again until after Go-Go checks are over. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, what we've done with go-go checks in, what, eight and a half years? Uh-huh. So what have we done first? Go-go checks or our student loans? Uh, that's a close call. <laughs> I don't, I couldn't tell you. Jesus. So I wonder if the artist and writer knew that this, that there were no forthcoming appearances of Gunnar and Sarge, because that final panel where they appear with a ship sailing off. And they're in, they're silhouetted by the sun. Of the setting sun, and it's it's Gunnar and Sarge and Pooch, and they're waving goodbye. That's sad. It is sad. Well, it's sad because we know now, it's, you know, 2019, we know right. that these guys never appear again. Well, they do appear again, but just as losers. As Crisis on Infinite Earth, right? No, the, the losers oh. appear in a series, but they are called losers, so that's kind of uh, self-referential. This is kind of like when Laverne and Shirley appear in a Happy Days episode. <laughs> Right? Right. Or, yeah. I was going to say, it's more like when Fonzie appears on the Vernon Shirley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, did you remember? I recently got the DVD set of Laverne and Shirley. Oh. The complete okay. series. Mm -hmm. I didn't remember that Fonzie was in almost every episode in the first season. Uh, no. I did not remember that. Uh, yeah, I didn't either. But he sure was. Mm. Um, and like dating, as their date. Really? Yeah. For Laverne and Shirley. Like For we one must or the been, other. We must have been dating Laverne. I, she was the loser of the two. You don't know that. Shirley Feeney would never vote Yodo. Yeah, but she had Boo Boo Kitty, and she wasn't talking about her stuffed cat. 
Oh. I just made that up. She absolutely was talking about her stuffed cat. Um, she was a prude. Did you know Shirley Vodio Doe or Vodio? <laughs> she would Vodio, but not Vodio Doe. And they definitely, neither one would Vodio Doe Doe. Right. Right? Correct. Yeah, I wonder what that was. What? Vodio Doe Doe? Yeah. You know exactly what it was. Okay. No, I don't, but that's okay. Sex. Well, yes, Rob. but I mean, how far would that, where is Vodio? Vodio is like what? Vodio is like third base. Right. And Vodio Dodo is all the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, Vodio Do would be third base. Vodio <laughs> will be second heading. base. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Over the shirt. I don't know. Maybe that. Well, they never. They would. They would talk about Vodio. Vodio mm-hmm. Dodo. Vodio Do. Vodio. Vodio Do and Vodio Dodo. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Hey, remember that cartoon Laverne and Shirley joined the army to bring it back to war comics? No. What? No. It was fantastic. Laverne and Shirley in the army. No. the cartoon. Yes. Was it like Private Benjamin? Well, yeah, but it was a cartoon yeah. oh, on God. Saturday morning. That's crazy. No way. It was the same time that they, Happy Days cartoon when they were in the time travel ship with the rainbow girl. Remember that? No. What were you doing with your life? Probably mowing the grass. Like every Saturday was destroyed with me having to mow the grass. No, there was a Happy Days cartoon, and they had a time travel ship. It was uh, Richie, Ralph, and Fonzie, and this alien girl, I guess, or from the future. I don't know. She had magic powers and a time travel ship. Okay, so just so just so we're clear about this, yeah. Um, if I didn't see a Saturday morning cartoon, there's always one word that was that is a response. What chores? Okay, because I could never bargain with my family Saturday morning was when we got up and cleaned the house and did all of our work and stuff so if I got up and was, if I was able to fit in any cartoon time I, it was a miracle I'm so sorry for your loss that's alright I seem to be able to remember being watching a lot of solid gold which means I must have had a lot of Saturday evenings free well solid gold was on at like noon wasn't it Maybe it was Solid Gold or Dance Fever. Dance Fever was on at noon with Danny Terrio. Uh, I don't remember when Dance Fever was on. I, I watched a lot of Soul Love Boat Train. and Give Me a Break and all those yeah. things and 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 um, and Fantasy Island, which means my folks were always out on Saturdays. Okay, yeah. they were swinging. No, I'm assuming no, they were out. But but uh, okay, yeah. Um, I know Soul Train and American Bandstand were on in the day, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. When did Shauna Nakamon come on? Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, kind of like six uh, o'clock. Uh huh. Yeah. And then did the Muppet Show come on on Saturday nights? Um, I think the Muppet Show was we we every weeknight, wasn't it? No, not every weeknight. It would have been so. no, that would have been after syndication. But I mean, like, mm. I'm trying to think of like what I watched on Saturday nights. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, Love Boat, Fantasy Island, mm-hmm. and Charlie's Angels. Well, Charlie's Angels would have been before that because every because Fantasy Island was the latest thing that I could watch, and then if I really got lucky, I could stay up. But after that was Love American Style. Oh, that was a great show too. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they make shows like that anymore? Uh, because there's they're stupid by today's standards. Well, that's why we have DVDs and why I own every single one of them. <laughs> okay. I'm going to find that Laverne and Shirley for you too. We're, we're almost finished up with this comic here. Um. So. Off they sail into the wild blue yonder. Uh-huh. Um, 
and they come upon an enemy ship. Yes, anchored in the water there. So, uh, but there's a Japanese plane watching over the boat. So when the PT boat goes to attack it, the plane shoots at them. And uh, he is blown off the ship. Yeah. Um, and they do manage to get off some fire uh, to the Zero. And it crashes. It crashes into the PT, PT boat. boat. Oh, that's like the third PT boat he's lost, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Captain Storm is determined he's just going to deliver one explosive payload to the ship that they were trying to attack. To the ship. So he swims over. Yeah. Hoists himself up under the anchor. And there's a frogman waiting on the anchor. Who would him. have guessed? Nobody. Yeah. So another fist fight. It is December 7th. So he's wanting to make good use of half of his vow. Right. By blowing up this um, ship. Mm-hmm. So... The frogman knocks him off the anchor. They both go into the ocean. Mm-hmm. He's still, and he's still got this, if you will, necklace of, right. of, of TNT. He dives into the water and discovers that the shark-faced sub is under the ship. And he must attacking. be really deep in the water because, I mean, it looks like it's night, you know? So yeah. I don't know how he could tell that this is a shark-faced um, submarine, but he, cert- he Maybe certainly... Maybe it's knows. luminescent paint. Uh, who knows? So Captain Storm mm-hmm. hooks his belt of, of TNT, TNT onto the sub mm-hmm. as it's surfacing. Mm-hmm. It surfaces right under the, the ship. enemy ship. Now I would think that they would have some kind of communication where. Well, they could... I, you know, does it really surface right under the ship? It looks like it. That's it's my impression. Beside it. it it blows up both of them. Well, I think it was beside it. I think it was going to come along the side and that would have been the port side. So I think it was coming along the port side just for, you know, whatever purpose. And, uh, because, you know, the ship had a, as they called it, a buzzard patrolling in the skies. And then there would have been a sub in the the sea. I have another question. Yeah. Do subs surface like that with the nose almost vertical coming out of the water? When they, when there's an emergency surfacing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that this is the case. Like, um, but maybe they were surfacing. I mean, they just you know they just shot down. A, okay, okay, maybe because because okay, so you got this giant battleship, right? Oh, because they right, knew that and the, the plane is, had just been right, shot right, right. down. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board then. Mm-hmm. Uh, no pun intended. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so uh, all is well. Right. Kevin Storm is rescued by a big Catalina. A Catalina um, is a uh, a seaplane. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I meant to mention that earlier because that's what rescued him when his first crew died. Mm. Um, his whole crew was rescued, even the ugly face guy. Yeah, and all's well. The end. Yeah, um, I like this comic. I do too. I never thought I would like a boar comic, but here I am. Yeah. No, I haven't liked a lot of them that we've read so far. No. Sergeant Rock is okay. I could do without the haunted tank and fighting devil dog. Oh, that haunted tank. Oh, I remember that. It was like... Although that was great artwork. That was also Joe Kubert artwork. Oh, do you remember that tank that got covered in ice? Uh-huh. Oh. Tank in an ice cube. Two bits. Um, well, there we have it. Captain Storm, number 13. Yeah. Happy to see it. 
Can you do Bullwinkle's voice? I mean, Rocky's voice? Me? Sure. Yeah. What do you want? Look at the next page. Rocky Wait. and Bullwinkle and Cheerios. I got to go back. Okay. Right? Yep. Okay. You do You do Rocky's voice. Okay. Okay. Are Cheerios your favorite cereal, Bullwinkle? Sure thing, old skate. Cheerios and milk give us people muscle-making protein. And lots of go, go, go. Do you mean that everyone should go with the goodness of Cheerios? Righto, Rock. Doing. He just but, skateboarded into a fire hydrant. <laughs> but they should watch where they're going. I would have to say that your Bullwinkle is far superior to my Rocky. Rocky's hard to do because Rocky was voiced by a woman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was specifically a very, very bright, high uh-huh. voice. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons. Do you now? Yes, I have. I mean, I, I know that you at one point you bought them for me on DVD. Sure. But I'm ever so busy with my special projects. I know you are. You like to better yourself instead of sitting in front of the television like me. No, we don't. You know, we do spend time in the, every night every night together watching television for an hour. Yes. But I, I practice guitar almost yes. every day and piano almost every day. And yes. I try to find time to work on my Spanish. Yes. So, yeah. My little projects. Um, I, well, I have other projects. Like reading comic books. You, you do. You really do. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to add? Um, I am really looking forward to getting back into the uh, the routine of this. Yes. I, I miss our podcasting time. Um, and that's about it. Like, you know, we've just been really busy. I've been busy at work and, um, and getting used to that new routine. I've decided um, on something new. What have you decided? Well, you know, we've just been doing issue by issue. And so we'll have like sometimes an issue in episode four that continues in the next issue of that title, but we don't come back around to that title till episode 40. Yeah. So I think we're going to do, like if it's a continuing story, we'll just do the whole story. Okay. No matter how many issues it is. All right. You down with that? I'm down with that. Well, I hope everyone agrees. Well, I'm glad to mix it up. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you're flexible. I mean, you are keeping track of this in a spreadsheet anyway, so you know, Absolutely. You know what we've done. Mm-hmm. Me, I just read and go along for the right, ride. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's fine for now. Yeah. Um, well, you can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. Um, we're always available. Mm-hmm. You can ask us questions. You can go to Facebook. You can go to Twitter. You can go to Instagram, although I forget I have Instagram. Um, you can send us pictures. You can send us requests. You can do anything you want. Yeah, we'll be happy to. this is America, thanks to people like Captain Storm. We have freedom <laughs> to interact on social media. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week. Right, we will. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you download your free podcast from. Any idea what we're going to do next week? No. Okay. But I'll uh, tell you. I don't want a war comic. No, yeah. we we won't do two war comics in a row. No, Are you no, kidding no. Something, me? something fun. Let's, uh... How about Superman? Yeah, let's okay, do Superman. Okay, we'll do Superman. Okay, Superman. All right, see you next week. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>